Welcome to This Week from the Principal's Desk, a podcast about Lutheran schools and their leadership. This podcast is hosted by two Lutheran school leaders. Can't say principals anymore, Mike. My name is Rob Lunak, and I'm the superintendent of Lutheran Neighborhood Schools, and my co-host is Mike Scheman. My name is Mike Scheman, and I still do hold the title of principal here at Bethany Lutheran School in Parma. Rob, that's been your big change uh, as leader, but uh, I think... Principal probably applies with 18 other business card titles is my, my guess with the work that you're doing. And congratulations on uh, getting uh, uh, Lutheran Neighborhood Schools up and running in Milwaukee. That's a that's a big thing. And so I would encourage all of our listeners to find you on Facebook, to follow you, uh, and to see all the great things that God's accomplishing in your midst. Well, thank you, Mike. What we're going to be talking about today is something I've been really deep in as we've been starting, but it's something that I know you guys have taken on at Bethany and something that I think a lot of Lutheran schools are talking about, especially as school starting, and that's mission statements. 100%. Yeah, this is that time of year when um, I know for me in, in my role as an administrator, we would always take the first staff meeting of the year and we would go through our mission statement. What does it say? What do, And the Lutheran, of course, what does this mean? And we would try to unpack that statement. But the meetings, um, they were always good. They were, there was good interaction, good engagement. Yet it's, it kind of was just something that was done in isolation. You know, throughout the year, uh, one of the things that was very seldom discussed was our mission statement. How are we fulfilling that? Um, is, is it having an impact in our classroom? How are we assessing if we're being effective in our, in our mission? And I think in a lot of cases, people tend to wear that as a badge. They can say, uh, I know my school's mission. My school's mission is this. But how do you make that mission live and, and, and breathe within your school versus making that a mindless mantra? And so I think it is really important to be examining the mission statement to have that there. But taking it to the next step is really important because if anybody was to say, why does your school exist or what does your school do? You want to be able to say, this is what we do. and This is why we're here. So uh, here at Bethany, we actually just went through a process and we've changed our mission statement. Now, I, I want to maybe give a case study that might help us frame the rest of the podcast here. But Bethany Lutheran, um, the church and the school have been in existence for a very long time. The church started in 1926 or 27, the school 1935. And ever since then, the church had a mission statement. And the school had a mission statement. And one of the things that we've been talking a lot about in our strategic planning and in our, our main core principles and values here is unity. And so there was discussion around why. Why does the church have one statement and the school has another when really we are one ministry here at Bethany? This worked in our context. I'm not saying this would work everywhere. But recently, uh, the pastor and I have met and we, uh, with the help of a strategic planning group, made the decision we're switching over to one mission statement for our entire organization. And it was no small task because you have to think about how does it encompass all of the church ministry programs for the, the members and how do you serve people to build their faith and then the outreach component. And then, of course, the school and the school families and, and our ministry targets. Um, so we did a lot of uh, homework. We did a lot of research. And sometimes you can take what others have and maybe tweak it. And, and we may have done that. We really did. Um, we found one, and, and in looking, we, we unpacked it differently than another school did, but we came up with, with what do we do at Bethany? Why, if somebody was to say, why are you here? Well, what's our mission? Our mission is threefold. Our mission here at Bethany, we love Jesus, we love learning, and we love others. 
And, and that's something that we can easily unpack on both the church and the school front. So now that that's here, if you came to anybody at Bethany and said, what's your mission? They would look at you and say, love Jesus, love learning, love others. And we know where it is we're going with that. So our mission is driving everything now that we do. And if it isn't driving something we do, we're getting rid of it. Because sometimes you get caught in this rut of we've always done it this way or we've always had this particular event. But if it doesn't fit into your mission, the, asking the question of why do you do it is, is a valuable exercise. So that's just one particular way that we've approached it here at Bethany. But we're actually excited about unrolling our mission statement and, and getting things up and going. Um, Rob, what's been your experience kind of with the going through it with the staff or, or how, you, how your schools have handled it or how you intend to handle it? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question because I think there's a bunch of different ways to do that. And before before I go there, though, I want to commend you guys for looking at the church and school and saying, hey, we should be on the same mission statement. We shouldn't have separate ones. And I think there are some churches and schools out there that that should be something that is good to hear that, hey, you can take this and maybe we should reevaluate why we're different. And maybe you shouldn't be. And maybe there's some context where it works, but I would argue that for the majority of our Lutheran schools, if you're not an association, if you are a single congregation Lutheran school, you probably should have the same mission statement as your church. You guys share a tax ID number, you guys share a building, you guys share payroll, you guys share staff, you guys share families. Why would you have two different messages? And so I think that's a really good thing that you guys did. That's very smart. And if there's other people out there where they have two different ones, maybe reevaluate that. And now the way to reevaluate that and the way to make that, there are so many different ways you can do this. You can get a big committee together and you can take months and months and months to come up with the perfect wordsmithed mission statement that everyone is going to just love. And it's going to be like the, the best of the best, right? You could just sit down over breakfast and coffee on a Saturday and take a couple leaders and go, hey, we haven't had one. We're going to make one. So we have something because something's better than nothing. And we got something and we're good to go. It's so important that you should have it. How you get there, I think, differs by context as long as the process you're using is one that allows for outside voices when appropriate and one that allows for you to take what you're doing and reflect back to the work that you want to be doing. Your mission statement is not aspirational. It should be realistic. What are you doing? Not what do you want to be doing? What would be great if we were the best ever in doing this? What are you actually doing? And it's so important that it's even part of your accreditation. If you are NLSA accredited, it is standard one. It is in there, right? Yeah. I don't know exactly which one point, whatever it is, but it's in there. It is, it is there. And as Mike said, it should be more than just empty words. It should be more than just something you put on bumper stickers and hand out to parents. It is the filter through which all decisions should be made. And if you have things that you're doing and you aren't putting them through that strainer of a mission statement, you might be in the position that I've been in when I've been in a school where we didn't have this, where we did lots of things and no one could tell us why we were doing the things we were doing and why we were saying no to other things outside of, well, this was convenient for us. And if the decisions are made based on what's easiest for you as a faculty or for you as a leader or for teachers or for whoever, if you're picking what's easiest, I can't promise you that it's always what's best. It is easy to sit on your couch 
and your doctor will tell you you need to exercise. <laughs> but exercise is hard. <laughs> I say this, and my co-host is a triathlete, so Mike knows all about it. How, how many laps every morning, Mike, in the pool? Oh, quite a few. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not it's not easy, but it is important, right? And right. crafting a mission statement and sticking to that and making sure that it guides your decisions. Not easy, but is important. Mike, what are some of the... Some of the things, let's take it from a school that doesn't have one at all. What are some of the, the pitfalls, other than the ones I've mentioned, that you think they might run into that they could easily avoid, given the experience you've had? You know, it's a good question. Um, and, and like you said, having a mission statement is absolutely vital. If you don't have one, I'm going to encourage you to immediately make that your goal. And some of the pitfalls is if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. And if you don't have a mission statement and a real clear guiding compass, a guiding focus on where it is that you want to go, then it's easy to see all of the shiny lights that come your way. I mean, you have all these vendors that we want you to use our product. We think we're the best SEL curriculum you'll ever see. We think that you should do this. And you've got all these voices coming in at your head. And, and a mission really allows you to filter out the voices so that you've got that, that crystal clear direction. And I think too, if, as a school, you don't have that direction. Um, it's like dogs can sniff fear. Parents parents know that. And sometimes it's uh, people tour a school. I've seen this in, in a variety of schools. And they say, I don't know. There's just some sort of tan. There's intangible feel here. There's something that really is drawing me to your school. And I'm like, well, I know what that is. We know where we're going. And our mission is because we are rooted in the word of God. And if you can say that to family. And, and not just say it, but mean it and demonstrate it, that's really going to cause your school to grow. It's also going to allow you, through, through the lens of the mission statement, you can do a, a number of other things. You can look at your hiring through the lens of the mission statement. You can look at your teacher evaluations through the lens of the mission. You can look at student discipline through the lens of the mission. All of these things can be um, sorted out, I guess, by taking a real hard look at who you are. And you don't need to apologize for who you are. I think you need to be strong in who you are. And if there's a family that wants to enroll, but they're not in line with your mission, that's a really important conversation to have up front. And we need to realize our school might not be for everybody. And that's okay. That's okay. It is going to be for the people whose hearts God is already preparing to come and, and join your school. So that is something that we're going to be looking at with our new mission statement of how, how do we switch some of those things over? I've done teacher evaluations for years, but I'm going to be redoing the template for this because I think I can frame teacher work through love Jesus, love learning, love others. Um, the other thing, Rob, that you talked about, your mission statement is not aspirational, but it's realistic. I fully agree with that. I think there is a place though for some aspirational work. So from your mission, you can also start setting up what is your school's vision? What are your school's core values? And those will flow from the mission statement as well. So get that solid, get that rooted, get people on board, and then just watch and see where God takes it. Yeah, those are all really good points. And I think that it is something that is easy to say, well, do we really need it? We've been doing this work. Our school's been around for 100 years. Do we really need this mission statement? We've been around, and yeah, we have it, but do we need to talk about those things? That sounds so businessy, doesn't it? it? There's something that sounds almost cold and clinical about all of that. 
But it is important because we, as people, identify with things we can remember, things we understand, and things that make us feel, right? And why do people buy an iPhone? Is it the best phone that's ever existed? I have an iPhone. Mike, you have an iPhone. Is it the best phone ever? Maybe. I don't know. I think it's, I think they're all about even nowadays. Is it cheaper than other phones? No, right? But Apple has a distinct mission for what they do. Think different, right? That's Apple. That's their thing. And they do everything through that. And so everything they make has their little twist on it. And their computers, their phones, right? Pick your thing. They're not always the first to do something. They don't have the best specs on anything. They're not the market leader for cost. And yet they're, I think, the most profitable company on earth at the moment, right? And so your school doesn't have to do things the way somebody down the street does them. You don't have to do them the way whatever the top 10 schools in the world are doing them. You need to do them your way, but to do them your way, you need to know what your way is. And so that's that's why this is important because I think for a lot of it, especially if you don't have one, you can take it and put words to what you're already doing. And those words help people identify the work they're doing. If you have a teacher who can tell you the mission statement and you can get that ingrained in them more than they put the poster up in their room for the accreditors when they come by for NLSA, <laughs> it should be in every room, but if you can get them to internalize that and you can get kids to speak into it and parents to speak into it and run all your decisions through it, you are just channeling your efforts in such a way that is hard to describe the benefits of. As Lutheran schools, we do so much. We do. We do so many things going in so many different directions to serve so many different people. And when we take all of that and we can at least give a direction to all of it, it's, it's like a team of sled dogs, right? If one of them's pulling the other way, you're going to go a little slower, Right. I am not equating teachers to sled dogs. That is not what I'm saying. I can hear, I can hear my wife already. Did you call them sled dogs? No. It's also a terrible impression of my wife. She sounds nothing like that. <laughs> but so much of what we do needs to be focused in a specific direction. And your mission statement helps you do that. Yeah. And, and I would encourage people to create the culture to have that conversation about uh, of opening up the conversation. So let's say that you have a mission statement, but maybe you never have reviewed. Maybe you haven't talked about it with your staff for a while. Take it into a staff meeting and, and put it up there and talk to your staff to say, what does this mean to you? Now, everybody might have a different take on it. And even that is something that's a good realization for an administrator to have. This person thinks the mission statement means this, and this person thinks it means that. Maybe maybe there's alignment, maybe they're polar opposite. but I would encourage people to kind of go into that meeting openly. Let's look at each word. Um, you know, quite frankly, the the last mission statement we had here at Bethany, um, it it kind of said the same thing, but it was different words. Well, this put with the work of the staff, put it into a light that a preschooler could say what our mission is, an eighth grader, um, a church, you know, average Joe Pew sitter is going to be able to tell you what our mission is at Bethany. So um, how do you how do you work to revise what you have? If you have that, take it into a meeting and just start talking to the staff. What does this mean to you? What what do you think we do that fulfills our mission? What more could we do to fulfill our mission? You can have those conversations, but you can also it, it might simply affirm what you have that what you have is good and there is alignment and that's just as important 
as working to change it. But either way, you're getting buy-in into, into the mission. And I think that's absolutely key for, for Lutheran school leaders and Lutheran schools to be able to thrive. And that buy-in is something that we're all looking for already in everything we do. It is hard to change anything at a Lutheran school if people don't buy in, especially if you're coming in as a leader, because here's here's some reality if you are new to the Lutheran leadership role. There are teachers who will listen to your ideas, especially if you are coming from an outside place, and they'll smile and they'll nod and they'll leave the meeting and they'll go, well, he's going to leave in three years anyway, or she's going to leave in three years anyway. I've been here 40 years. <laughs> Why do I need to do anything differently? We've done it so well for so long. Don't come in and think that, you know, you're going to change everything. And as a leader, if you're coming in new to any of that, you need to recognize the good work that's already been done and the good work that is going to continue to be done. The school wasn't terrible and then it became better when you got there. Other, otherwise, why do you want to go there? If it was awful, why do you decide to get why, why God, you know, God, God called you there for that moment for those people at that time to serve along with them, not to tell everyone that they're wrong or to change everything, right? Now, maybe that's there's a time for that, absolutely. But that goes a lot better when people are alongside, alongside of you instead of like adversarial, right? And your mission statement really helps everybody do that. It helps everybody get on that exact same page. And I don't think I can stress that enough, and I think I've said it like 15 times already, but if you do not have a mission statement, you really need to figure out what that is. Even just for practical things, like when you write a grant application, they're going to ask you, what's your vision for this place, and what is it that you do? And your mission statement helps you with all of that. Or even just giving you a pitch where... You bump into somebody at the grocery store and they got a kid with them and you start talking about schools and you can tell them exactly what your school does through the lens of your mission statement. It just focuses and clarifies and makes so many things so much easier. Right. And the other thing, too, that it can do, and I, this this gets into a trickier realm here, um, is it will expose staff who might not be in alignment with your mission, in alignment with your mission. And, and if that's the case, if somebody's not in alignment mission, then as an administrator, you have to go and, and work through that process. Um, maybe maybe that's the tool that God's going to use to shift somebody into another role that's a better fit. But I don't think we can be scared of that either. Because if, like you said, with the sled dog, love the analogy, if, if you have that person who is not with the mission statement, they are going to be um, uh, a lot, lack of a better word, a liability to your school. Uh, they're not going to be putting out the message that you want to put out. They might not be working in tandem and in alignment with everybody else. And you'll feel that the culture can suffer. The students can suffer. The learning can suffer. So ensuring that you have full alignment in your mission is, is super important. And, and don't be scared to have the crucial conversation if there's somebody that you're sensing that alignment's not there. Um, if you, sometimes people don't like to have hard conversations because they say, I don't like conflict. Well, I would propose that conflict doesn't exist at the beginning of a hard conversation. If you don't have a hard conversation, it can lead to conflict later. But at the beginning, you're just trying to align with people. And sometimes it is hard to do. But allowing that to fester is actually going to work against the mission of your school rather than work to enhance it. So um, if people need any kind of resources on having those conversations with people, assessing the alignment of the mission with your staff, 
or maybe how to shift seats on the bus or even ask somebody to leave the bus, um, feel free to leave a comment. There's a lot of good resources that are out there that we can point you to as well. It's not easy, but God didn't promise that this would be easy, but he promised he would be faithful. And so we rely on his faithfulness to go through that. Uh, what The words I'm going to use are going to be a little harsh here, and I, I apologize for that ahead of time. These are convicting to me, as I'm sure they'll convict other people. Talking about conflict in your mission statement, I go back to the three COs, right? Cowardice leads to conflict, and you need courage to resolve it. And that's what it is. If something comes up and you avoid it, that's the cowardice part, that will lead to more conflict down the road. That's the second CO, and you need courage, that's the third one, to resolve that issue. And you can lean on your mission statement for that. And so I don't want anybody to you know, be offended by any of that, but we as leaders have moments where we are cowards, and we have moments where we are courageous. And I know that that is uncomfortable, but as leaders, we need to self-reflect and recognize, you know, I avoided that and I shouldn't have. I sidestepped that issue and I shouldn't have. I brushed that under the rug and I shouldn't have. I didn't walk past that teacher's classroom because I didn't want to have that conversation and I shouldn't have. But if you can point all those decisions back to your mission statement and look at it through that lens, that helps you get the courage to go, okay, you know what? I really, I should do this. I got to put on my big principal pants and I got to go have that conversation, right? Okay, so let's say you have a mission statement now. Great, it's up in all your rooms, perfect. You had a nice banner made for your cafeteria, fantastic. It's on all your bumper stickers, even better. And that was 20 years ago, and you haven't evaluated it since. You need to evaluate it again. Your mission statement is not a one and done, and there will be growth or change in your organization where maybe the mission statement needs to change as well. And don't be afraid to do that. That doesn't mean the old one was bad. I'll hear a lot of the time, well, we changed our mission statement because the other one was terrible. The other one served a purpose, right? It was right for that time, and now maybe you need to change that or maybe you need to adapt that. Also, just as a, a point of help, as someone who very frequently puts his foot in his mouth, that's me, if you talk badly about the mission statement to somebody, they may have helped make that one. I just want to point that out. Especially that sounds like a story <laughs> for another podcast. You just got to be careful. We we can talk. Maybe we should have another one about like conversational blunders we've had as principals, right? And phrases Ooh, to gotta... avoid. We we can do that, right? But it is something you're going to have to continually work on and continually revise and continually keep at the forefront of what you're doing. And sometimes that might mean changing it. So yeah, I think I think you're spot on, and I really. My encouragement would be, if you have not yet, I mean, it's, as we record this, it's August 16th, so probably a lot of the pre-staff meetings are done to start the year. Maybe some people have started already. If you haven't had the conversation with your staff about the mission statement, I encourage you, do it. Put it on your calendar. Make that a goal. Within, within 30 days from when you're listening to this, have that conversation with your staff. And simply to say, let's talk about our mission. Let's ensure that we all know what our mission is. Um, are there any questions about the mission? How do you see yourself fulfilling the mission within your classroom, within the school, within the church, within the community? Have that conversation, even if it's just an information gathering session, that's okay. But I'm going to encourage you to make that a goal as you do that, or to develop one and go through the process to review it. Um, but don't let it sit by the wayside. I'm going to further encourage you, the challenge is to take that information and do something with it. 
um, to communicate it to our staff, put it on your Facebook page. Our, our staff have met, we affirm our mission. And this is what that means for us. Take it another step further. Maybe that's your 60 day goal, but whatever it is, make sure that you know your mission because your mission comes from God's great commission. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing, preaching, and teaching, and remind yourself, as I do every day, and remind your staff, last part, I am with you always to the very end of the age. I don't think there's anything I can add to that without making it worse. <laughs> so I think that's fantastically said, and I think that that, that is plenty of information for Lutheran school leaders out there, you have plenty to start with. As always, if you have questions or comments, you guys can leave them on the, the show page. You can always contact Mike and I. We're welcome to help with any of this as usual because the mission of this podcast is to help and equip Lutheran school leaders, right? So we have our own, just like your school needs to have one. Perfect. Well, I'll tell you what, Rob, can I close this off in prayer and we'll, uh, we'll wrap it up. Perfect. All right, Heavenly Father, God, we thank you that you came on a mission to save us from all of our sins and to restore our relationship with you. God, you are such a great God, and you have called each one of us to be in the roles um, in our communities, in our schools. And Lord, as we look to the future, uh, we, we know that you have a mission. You have plans for us, plans to uh, prosper us and not to harm us for a hope and a future. And I, I pray that you'd be with all of those who are thinking about their own mission statements in their schools, who are looking to affirm them, who are looking to create them, who are looking to revise them. Uh, may all of them look to you as the source of strength and the source of direction. And would you, we, we ask that you would provide for them in your abundance that strength and that direction to be able to take these steps and to be the lights in the communities that they serve. I pray for all leaders, for all those who are starting school in the next little while, that you would give them uh, tremendous joy as they see the smiling faces of those kids return into their classrooms and their buildings and hear the sounds of, of laughter on the playground. Bless all of those uh, who are coming into our schools for a fruitful year ahead. We lift all of this to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Recording stopped.